The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Back with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We are back from Boulder. As I made our way back uh, in a monsoon, my God, you know, we saw Moses and his boat and all the animals, man. It was <laughs> it was pretty heavy downpour once you crossed the Colorado line, and uh, it stopped once we got right to Lincoln. Elijah continued his trend of nacho cheese on hot dogs. You continued your, not, your trend of not driving. No, I know. I... <laughs> I, I, I uh, I know Elijah's a little bent out of shape about that, but no, I'm, I, I'm really not. I enjoy the driving part of I it. I said, "Hey, are you ready? Can I can I help you out?" And then, two hot dogs later, it's like good night time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. I'm drowsy now. What's up? So, flew out, drove back, and uh, Elijah made the um, the back and forth. Listen, you had trouble dealing with with how your your Broncos finished. Nebraska fans have had trouble dealing with how. That ball game finished, and we'll hear from Coach Rule in a little bit. He uh, met the media today, uh, plenty of reaction. So let's get into this. Numbers and, and first hour, all for you. If you want to join us, can do so with Hale Varsity, 489-1240, 489-1240, Can email the show, chris at halevarsity.com. And just to say thank you to all of you who made the trip out to Colorado and said what's up to us at Blur Parties. Uh, from wherever you listen, uh, everyone's just um, we had a beer with a guy named Bo, Husker fan from Florida, uh, Brian and Jeff, uh, two brothers that have been listening for a long time. We can't say how much we appreciate you. Then all the folks came up and said what's up at the Blur Parties or at the um, the uh, Coloradoans for Nebraska event with Gary Michaels and just it was just a great weekend and the game was hey Elijah that that event that environment was just electric and it was juiced it was loud it was passionate and a lot of Nebraska fans had to put up with your typical Colorado uh screw you Nebraska fan behavior and there was even some some brawls in the stands that we've seen on social media but as we were leaving, hustling, hustling to get back to the blur parties at the embassy, I mean, the trash talk we encountered was more so tame. It's as tame as I've ever heard it. And it was, hey, you guys at least have a, you have a, you have a good zoo. <laughs> we you know, did hear that Buff fan <laughs> talking about Lincoln and Omaha Zoo. Hey, you guys have a good zoo at least. And hey, how about the how about the volleyball team? I mean, it was it was comments like that and. Man, this football team is is maddening because in one instance, we can talk about how that, that was a winnable game. Colorado may go bowling this year. Colorado can still be the darling of college football and game day and big noon kickoff. All of those things can be real. But what isn't real is this, this mindset 
this this topic of disrespect. And it's it's a motivational tactic that the Buffs in Colorado and Dion are going to keep inside their walls. And, and thank God it got clarified a little bit by Coach Rule today because there's all sorts of hand grenades being thrown out by uh, members of the Sanders family about what what disrespect is and isn't, what's real, what's fake, and Dion's finding ways to get guys motivated or get them locked in. That's that's his job, right? And and we'll talk to Dr. Rob Zadiska tomorrow, and, and he had a just an incredible motivational tactic ahead of the Nebraska-Colorado game in 94. We'll ask him about. So whatever it takes, right? But there's no evidence and – Facts need to be checked before there's a painting of of Matt Rule and this Nebraska football team being disrespectful. They play hard, they play fast, and they clearly play loose with the football. <laughs> right? Clearly. So 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 that's that's what you need to know about Nebraska football 2023 so far. They aren't there to uh to relieve themselves on the the buff or to uh sharpen their spikes on on the the, the logo at midfield. That didn't happen. We'll hear from Rule in a moment. But the bigger picture is what? Nebraska football in 2023, did they get to that finish line? Have you reassessed your expectations on Nebraska football for 2023? Is it going to be still a bowl season? Or have you uh, lowered that ceiling to be maybe they get to four, maybe they get to five? I think the defense, Elijah, is good enough to keep them in every ball game, there just has to be obvious progress on offense where you're not scoring 10 points a game. Defense is good, but they're not – we can hold a team to three or seven good. I, I, I don't believe maybe, – maybe, maybe so on the schedule. I don't know. But you can't be just one-sided. You can't be either just left-handed – or right-handed with this football team. You got to get your quarterback stuff figured out. You got to get a better offensive line on the left side, and you still got to ground and pound it. You got to find somebody that can scare a defense over the top. Those are all things to do as the season moves forward. You've got two weeks to figure out your quarterback. You've got two weeks to figure out your offensive line, and you got two weeks to uh, get yourself right as a offense, a defense, and a special teams unit before Harbaugh and company roll it. And the, the expectations topic is something I've, I've wrestled with a good amount since the game on Saturday. What should Nebraska's expectations be for this season moving forward? Because we see the warts that this team has, especially offensively. And and as to get back to your original point about Buffs fans, I think the more general sentiment walking out of the stadium from Buffs fans was not the venom that a lot of Husker fans have come to expect from, from Colorado fans. It was more a... Uh, we're all going to laugh at Nebraska together type vibe from, from Buffs fans. I'm not saying there was outward Buffs fans coming up to Husker fans and laughing in their faces. It wasn't like that, but that was the, the general mood of just like, man, after all the trash talking that Nebraska fans did this summer, that was the performance you lay out there. I think it's kind of comical. That that was more the, the the vibe and the feel I got, and we got that from Colorado fans on our postgame show too, that mm-hmm. that it was more – Man, Nebraska once great program. Now it's time to laugh at them and and there's sympathy. They're like, God, they've fallen hard and they've hit their head. Yeah, like thank that, God, thank God we aren't them. And, yeah. and thank God that Nebraska, not the biggest laughing stock. I guess not the biggest embarrassment to the Big Ten this weekend. That goes to Michigan State and Mel Tucker. Uh, but 
whenever I, I look at this performance on Saturday, I think the the main thought I have in terms of moving forward is can this team get better? Can this team reach a point where you're not hopping on Twitter during the game and it's people laughing at Nebraska and people laughing at the, the comedy of errors that is their offense? That's what, what this program is right now, is people look at this Husker football program and say, man, what a joke. What a joke that a once great program now looks like this. They're They're playing gross football it's hard to watch offense but it reminds me of last year's broncos offense in terms of how hard it is to watch that offense even whenever they get positive plays oh well they're gonna find a way to shoot themselves in the foot it feels just like the the grander college football world looks at nebraska and says if it wasn't so sad it would be funny and it is sad because of where nebraska was years ago it's 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 i'm not calling this season lost by any means i think there are positives you can take away from it but I think you got to get a bowl game out of your mind right now based on what that offense is. Even if you go clean up the turnovers, you, you think about one-dimensional offenses that have had success, especially in the Big Ten West. They've been there. Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois. Illinois last year. Had a guy year. named Art playing quarterback, right? But the difference between those teams and what Nebraska is right now, and maybe this can change by the end of the year, but the difference between those teams and this team is those teams could run the ball 14 times in a drive and still cap it off with a touchdown. Their offensive line and their running backs were that good. That if they go line up there and call 14 straight rushing plays, they're going to pick up five yards a pop. They're going to go all the way down the field. There's nothing the defense can do to stop it. If this Husker team tries to run the ball 14 straight times, eventually the defense is going to load up the box and say, all right, beat you, beat you with, uh, with your arm. Beat us with your arm, Jeff mm-hmm. Sims. We know you'll underthrow a guy. You'll make a bad decision. It'll end up in the arms of a defender. You'll, and if you'll, not, you'll, you'll drop, drop a snap. snap. That's yeah. that's where this, that's where I'm at with this Husker team right now. I'm not saying it can't get better. Bowl game is is feeling more and more distant mm-hmm. as these first two weeks have been played. And if this Husker team can just reach a point where it's not somewhat of an embarrassment for Husker fans to watch on Saturdays, which is kind of where it is right now and where it has been for a couple years now, I think you can see some positives. I mean, there are positive takeaways, especially on the defensive side of the ball with some of the younger cats that are getting some play time. Like, there are some positives to be taken away, but it's so hard to see those positives whenever you get to the end of the game on Saturday and just hang your head and, and you don't want to be seen by the Colorado fans because of how embarrassing the performance was, especially offensively. Get to your phone calls, 489-1240-800-825-5865. Anonymous chimes in. Quit talking about a possible bowl game. This team will be lucky to win uh, more. Won't be won't, this team will be lucky to, to win more than two games. You know, I'm still thinking you need to reach a bowl game. I know they're zero and two. I know they've got quarterback problems. Elijah's right that the offensive line isn't good enough to line up and hammer it eight consecutive, nine consecutive, ten consecutive plays and find their way to the end. So they are they aren't that good. But they need to get better at the point where they can complete a pass that they need to complete to the right team. They need to get to the point where they're able to run the football and and get better as the year goes on and find a quarterback that can get it done for you. Maybe that is hanging with Sims and watching him actually change or making a change at quarterback. And that's the thing. That's the that's the other elephant today is to tackle what you do at quarterback it may not be an issue because Matt Rule is going to make sure that Sims is looking halfway normal health-wise uh, as as practice progresses this week or he'll have to go with a different quarterback if he says that they can win with all three quarterbacks they'll tailor a system or some play calls to do that and I don't think Saturday was as much as putting Sims in position to fail 
It was more so that it was just awful execution by the player versus the play call. I put that on the player, not the coach. Mm-hmm. Who's on the line? We have Elijah on the line. Okay, a different Elijah, unless you're just sneaking off into the corner. Elijah, go ahead. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Thanks for calling. Hey, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. What's on your mind, man? Uh, yeah, I guess two things. So I listened to the um, uh, press conference today with Rule, and, you know, I wanted to be really frustrated, so kudos to, to Rule. I think he really did a great job of talking me off the, the cliff there um, and kind of bringing me back to earth. He, he's definitely a class act, and I, you mentioned it earlier. He kind of cleared the air on some things, so shout-out to Rule there. Um, the other thing I, I want to hear more on is, um, is he going to maintain that team that's accountability for ball control across the team, you know, keep all players um, accountable to it. He seemed kind of dodgy when asked well, about that. He just brought up the one where the, uh, the center, you know, he needed to evaluate that one, but Sims dropped the ball twice. So is he going to maintain that same level of standard across the board or not? Let me, let me ask you this, Elijah, and it, it's not uh, to jab at you. It's, it's, a, it's a legit question that needs to be talked about. Is it, is there a same standard across the board or are there different spots for different positions i.e you need to to not fumble if you're a running back you sure as hell need to not fumble if you're a quarterback but quarterback kind of runs the offense fair to say so so how much leeway do you give the quarterback that's had more turnover issues than than grant that didn't see time at all and and that's just it your quarterback's going to handle the football more than the running back but you need to be uh, be more competent with holding onto the football in both positions for sure. But at running back, if if you're trying to go four minute drill and then put it away against Minnesota and you don't, even though they made a good play, uh, maybe you should have seen Grant on Saturday. How does a team take not seeing Grant, but yet Sims is is still in there, and the only reason he was out is because he got hurt. I I don't have an answer for that other than you're going to give the quarterback a little more leadway than your running back, uh, but, but, but not much. Uh, you, it's, it's harder to bench a quarterback, theoretically, uh, than it is a running back in, in an offense. That's, that's my answer. And you don't agree with that, Elijah, but I think there's, there's more dominoes with the quarterback than there are the running back. That, does that help at all, Elijah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, it does. I think that makes 100% sense, and I, I appreciate the insight there. I, I just think the overall concern is you know, looking at it, um, kind of how I treat work, is as long as everyone is being held to the same standard, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's what you really look for, right? No, I, you got to, for sure. Don't, 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 don't disagree at all. And if Sims is healthy and goes and commits a turnover against Northern Illinois, it's time to go watch the ball game. Period. Thanks, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Four eight nine twelve forty. And whenever I think about this quarterback discussion, I actually think I was more in your camp immediately following the game and during the game on Saturday, just in terms of there, there is importance to having continuity with your quarterback mm-hmm. and letting your quarterback feel some things out. But as more time goes on, I, I look at it and I say, I can't believe you haven't even given the backup a chance in a game. And Heinrich Carpenter, well, and he, well, he got a, a brief dude, chance. Were you a, well, yeah, and the other, but the, the reason he got a chance is because of injury. Yeah. It wasn't because you went to the bullpen. And I, I was halfway, man, I was halfway uh, after the fumble, after the, after the, after the fumble to – to Irvin mm-hmm. the, the, with, the, with, the, with the handoff. That yep. w- listen, the the snapped with the motion guy, bad. Okay, 
the 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 snap and and the handoff that was not good. It was a 50-50 deal. Irvin should have had it. Uh, uh, Bonner should have made his block and not got caved in to uh, to the handoff to where the ball where the where the play was going. Of of all the turnovers, the the Irvin one, the snap that hit the H back, not on Sims. Then then we get down. The problem is we can pay out four to talk about. We'll have more thoughts here. Four eight nine twelve forty. No. Quarterback situation's got to get remedied clearly. What's your morale like as a Nebraska fan moving forward? Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. I like that. I'm really not that guy. I make him drive. I tell him when to talk. I'm just a tyrant. Back in you, back with you on a Monday at Tail Varsity Radio. You can dial up 489-1240-800-825-5865. Chris at HaleVarsity.com, an email from uh, some disturbing Greek photography. Uh, some of the fraternity houses went all in on Coach Rule. A listener shared the pictures with us uh, from their uh, their banner they hung. Uh, we'll get to Jack's comment uh, David, also our uh, gambling expert, says the the win total right now by Vegas is at four and a half wins. So the under looks gorgeous, as one Burt Sugar would say. Right now for Nebraska, my expectation is for them to get it figured out and get to six still. Uh, and with the whole Grant double standard discussion point, yeah, that's been a popular narrative. I wish I would have seen Grant on Saturday. I know he fumbled against Minnesota. I know it was crushing. Grant's your home run threat at running back. If you get things lathered up, I would have loved to have seen Grant in there despite his fumble problem. You're just like, dude, are you high? What are you talking about? But he was milk cartoned or punished or whatever. He didn't see him. And Ramirez nice, but Ramirez speed um, – on on paper doesn't match the game for me as far as breaking one out, breaking one off. And there were some lanes for him to do more than just a nice chunk play. And he got caught. I think Grant gives you that home run threat. I hope he's healthy and back at it for games to come. And Nebraska's quarterback, whoever is in there, needs to quit taking um, bad care of the football. Whether that's Sims or, or Pretty or Chubb, I don't know. And, and my thing is, is two-game sample size is smaller than what it was whenever you include Georgia Tech in the same How, is discussion. That, do you look at – I mean, dude, you've, you've, got enough, you've got enough footage here and now. You can just erase the Georgia Tech tape, and you have enough footage now to have him on a zero-tolerance policy the rest of the season. Well, well, my problem is, is after seeing what you saw against Minnesota, I mean, if you would have told me on Friday evening – Whenever I, I sat down with you, if you told me, hey, Jeff Sims, he's going to have three first-half turnovers tomorrow, I'd say, well, he's probably not going to start the second half then. No, he shouldn't play. And he did. He had three first-half turnovers, and he continues to come out. And that, that's what worries me is this is not an it's issue why. of – Why? This is not a – Because he's the best you got. This, is, this was not a, well, it's 0-0, and then Jeff Sims, you know what, defense made a great play, pick six, seven nothing. This wasn't that. This was three turnovers in the Gift first half. Gift-wrapped 13 points. All of which are completely avoidable and are deeper than the defense making a great play. Dropping a snap, 
dropping a snap again. On the plate of Fedoni, he had Fedoni open. He was a little late with the throw, and he threw it about 10 yards behind him. There was a window to fit that one in there, and he wasn't able to go out and execute. This was not the defense of Colorado going out and making great plays. These are all gift wrap turnovers, and that's my problem. We need to get the phone lines here. But Casey's been waiting. Casey, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Oh, no, you guys could have kept going. I was enjoying the conversation. That's um, all right. I guess my uh, thing is I understand the panic, but isn't this kind of what we signed on when we got Matt Rule as a coach? Like, I know he said – that he felt that he was in his year two or year three mode. But the reality is we're still in a a one-year first-year head coach, and we know that he's a builder. We know that this is what it's going to be. And, like, I'm I'm going to tell you guys, there's a lot of people that are out there saying, hey, we should have got Dion because he flipped it in a year. What I watched and how, how, I guess, I don't know how to say it, like, I would not want Dion as my coach at Nebraska. That might turn me off from being a fan instantly. You don't like the you don't like the per, you don't like the personality, right? Yeah, and and so like I agree that there's a right way for him to do it. I like the way we're doing it, and I, I think we are getting better. Yeah, the turnovers have got to change, but my pick on that is, and I, and I say this as a coach, mm-hmm. if you make that change on your quarterback, you know in middle of the game like that, you could just ruin his confidence. And then my question comes in is what if, what if, uh, um, Heimerich does the same thing. And then what then, do you do? You go back to <laughs> then, then you're hosed. Like, you are absolutely like, screwed. If you make a change, you better be right. And it better be better. Yeah. And so that's why I'm sitting there saying, it's like, it's like what like I, I feel like, yeah, you, you can make the case that this is who Sims always is. But you know what? This is only Sims' second time with Coach Rule. This is only his second game. Give him time to evaluate it. Give him time to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I would like try to tell like Nebraska fans is, yeah, we've been living this for 20 years. We've been living it for 20 years. But the guy you got there, this is his year two. And the guys he's brought in are year one. Mm-hmm. This is their year one. This is this group's year one. And while we've been waiting 20 years, you got to give the guy who said that, hey, this is going to be a long process. Give that guy the chance to build the house. Like, let's not set, set everything he's done on fire. Damn it, the sunroom's not done. You're fired. <laughs> and, and I mean, well, no, and, like, and I, I say that nicely because that is the narrative that's coming out of some people in Nebraska is that we should fire rule now. No, I mean, the, 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 you know, I think the honeymoon part is – over for, over for the quarterback. I don't think that's the case for Rule. Some of you have already like punted on Rule, and I get it because that was kind of a tone. If that's if that's where you're at, you're absolutely have the right to have that feeling, but it's too soon. It's absolutely too soon. The problem is is the the carryover. This is a to be continued episode. You feel like from coach to coach to coach to coach, and it's not. It's where it's at in in real time right now where you're at with game two with a new quarterback game two with a new head coach well and i guess i go to my next point there is what i would say is let's say we got dion here's here's my question is first season after dion leaves what's colorado's win total 
Dion's Dion Dion is leaving on the next flight out of Denver for the next better offer. Maybe that's the no, NFL. Maybe that's the University of Florida. He is short term at Colorado. But, but does that necessarily matter yeah, right now? But, Colorado was searching for relevancy but, whenever they hired Dion Sanders, and they, and they will go it. back to anonymity once he's gone, unless the exactly. offensive coordinator stays. They keep the OC that's there, right? Maybe they can salvage it. Maybe they get a good hire that actually sticks. But people. That's a hard place to to survive is Boulder. Well, well, that's my my point is Dion Dion, not Colorado. Right, Dion. That, the brand the of Dion, Dion brand. is able to bring in five stars as Colorado as a brand. And if can Dion build Colorado into a blue blood brand that can bring in five stars in three years? No, they could get up to a level where they're winning a bunch of ball games and they could even go into the Big 12 and, and compete for a conference title. But once he's gone, the next guy better be phenomenal at developing. Okay, because okay. you can go get five, five star. And Casey, thanks for the phone call, bud. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, the, the next guy better be able to, to go find talent or it better be a name like that he hands off to because Dion's Dion's it. Dion is absolutely it with his ability to connect with guys that are high level. Elijah, they're, they're the five star and then come in and play right away. And so far perform really well. Mm-hmm. No one else can really, you've, you've seen other programs do it. Even Saban. I mean, Saban's got a billion five stars. Ohio state's got a billion five stars. This is the first time we've seen it aside from the Trevor Lawrence's. Okay. Or the two come in and, and kill it right away i mean it's, I, I just, it's been a while i, I don't understand i don't understand the sentiment here well i still think okay two things can be true mm-hmm. i think matt rule is a better fit for nebraska than sure. Deion sanders would have been at nebraska but i'll also say i think you're fooling yourself if you think Dion wouldn't have had more success at nebraska in year one than matt rules having right now i don't disagree with that at all but again it's long-term short-term do you expect rule to be in lincoln longer than, than Dion is in Boulder. I do. Well, it <laughs> d- depends how year two goes, huh? <laughs> well, and listen, does it does does Dion see a second year in Boulder? Especially if it's a magic season. 489-1240. We'll get to your phone calls. Jeff emailed in. And this is the the email. Chris wanted to share this with you. Went to the game Saturday. Attached is a photo showing a banner hanging from a CU fraternity we passed by. Pretty much sums up our whole day with CU fans on Saturday. Their fans are aggressive in their rudeness and seem to take pride in being obnoxiously subhuman as can be. We laughed at the idea that these people wagging their middle fingers directly in our faces were lucky we were nice guys who weren't looking to looking for any kind of fight, hoping they would eventually do this to a lesser nice Husker fan looking for some action. Uh, we'll take your calls here. Elijah's getting you lined up. If you're on hold, stay there, and uh, we'll get to you. I'll finish your email, Jeff. But listen, Jeff was at the game. He was in Boulder. Many of you went to Boulder. Many of you were harassed. Some of you maybe saw some of the uh, Donnie Brooks that happened within the stands. But overall, uh, to Elijah's point, it was more of a sympathy point and laugh at Nebraska. Look what you've become mm-hmm. than, than anything else. Who's with us? We have Will in the line. Will, thanks for hanging in, man. Thanks for the phone call. Go ahead. Uh, hey, guys. 
Hey, first off, I wanted to cry, but I decided I better not do that on the radio. But second thing is, the more and more I watch the game on Saturday, Dion, and I will never call him coach whatever, um, brought in a whole new crew. He got rid of all the old. And you can see it on Nebraska, especially the offensive line, because we carried over all the, a lot of the offensive linemen, that once they got behind or things started going bad, they got content with losing. It's what it felt like to me. Dion got rid of all that and started fresh. That's, I think that's why he's a step ahead of Nebraska right now. You have to get rid of all that old, and hopefully not getting rid of the old like Rule's doing, it doesn't carry over to the younger guys. Because if you look at the defense, all our new players, they weren't content with the losing part. No, it's they, a- they, fought, they fought through the game. It's a mentality, right? It's an absolute mentality, and and I don't, I don't know that there, well, that the the O line's content on being as inconsistent as they are. I honestly think their their confidence that was a big talking point in the off season, and it's right. been a talking point. I I think their confidence is is obviously shaky because as a I as do- a as a unit. And a certain side of that unit has had issues. They're the ones right. making the penalties. There's the ones that are that are not executing. I think they they're also part of that talking point from rule that they they want it so bad they're trying too hard. They're afraid to lose, and then it it, it messes with them. Well, I got to rock to a break. Okay. Thank you for the phone call. Take Appreciate care, you guys. listening. More of your thoughts four eight nine twelve forty eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Plenty of your comments to get to in the stream yard. Can watch the show, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel, the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at H Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, give us a find on Twitter as well at Schmidt underscore Radio at Herbal Essence. Uh, Nick says on a positive note, at least there's not 2018 Cam Jurgens snapping said football to Jeff Sims. That would be bad. Mike says two and ten, maybe three and nine. Uh, what what he gets to? Uh, we have Pete on the line. Pete, go ahead. Thanks for calling. How are you doing? We're good. We're hanging in today. I guess, in my opinion, uh, instead of him, the quarterback, giving us a chance to win, he's basically taking that chance completely away with his play, mm. and that's not really fair to all the other players that practice and put in all the work. And I, I just don't understand how we can be a University of Nebraska and we have nobody behind him that can be any better than three to four turnovers a game. That is absolutely pathetic. So hopefully rule in year two, year three, we'll get this thing going, but I think we're quite a ways off. It, it feels like that, but, you know, Pete, thanks for the phone call. Elijah, I look at the defense and I'm going with, with a little less bad luck that you made yourself. You're you're two and zero, oh. and and, or, or and, and that, that's worst, my problem. And worst one and one, and that's my problem. Is I know Matt Rule is known for the rebuilding first year. You have a defense that's ready to win now. That the, the defense, what and I've he, seen from them so far, to is, win now. is ready to win now. Matt Rule wants to win now. At least he says he does. But then he leaves in a quarterback that gives you zero chance of winning. And I know we're not at practice. We don't know what the backups look like, but it's disrespectful to your defense to not even try to find a guy that's going to give you a better chance to win. He's done more to hurt you than help you. He's done more to hurt you than help you. And I don't understand why you don't at least – I mean, you're down by three scores in the second half, and Jeff Sims is still trotting out there. I know you want to help him find 
something that you can work on moving forward, but it's disrespectful to a defense that's not that is ready to win now to not try to find a better option before it's too late. When do you pull the plug though? And and the the quick take is now. Damn, I've seen enough. You you've 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 lost the the game twice. Rule's not wrong. We got to get to some of his comments too. That it should not at at thirteen to seven. It should not turn into 36 to 14. And the defense did about everything in their power to keep you in it against Minnesota and against Colorado. And then they've gotten hammered on third down and they've gotten hammered on third and long. So they're not completely blameless. But but, but it, does their performance in the second half change if you go into the halftime break with a 10 nothing lead? Oh, absolutely, because they're not on the field. Oh, it's all situational. It's all flow of the game. I mean, it's all armchair here to, to bitch about the defense. Well, they gave up you know, 13 points in the fourth. They gave up 23 second half points. Well, dude, <laughs> they were on the field forever, and they forced three field goals. Uh, it could have been Mike Leach v. Nebraska part two. All right, we'll get to the phones. I'll just like, shut up, old man, and let's get to the phone calls. Todd's been hanging on for forever. Todd, so. God love you. Todd, thanks for calling. Go ahead, man. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thanks for the uh, the phone call. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's only two games. Uh, yeah, we're all frustrated. Uh, we got the right coach. Uh, right now, it looks like we don't have the right quarterback. Very talented. Just not football smart. But you look, I wouldn't broad brush the whole offense. I think the defense is Big West championship. Mm-hmm. One of the best in the Big Ten. I mean, you look at Minnesota. They had three points with five minutes ago. We had the ball with a 10-3 lead. Everybody knows it should have been 17-3. I hope they sent something into the Big Ten because that, that, that was a travesty what happened. I mean, you got the, the Foxes shows it clearly. The elbow mm-hmm. going down, he's three, four inches over. But anyway, you have Grant. Just can put your other hand on the ball, dude. The game's over. You know, we had other chances, you know. So you go on the road to a team – that's physical. We got a lot of people back, you know, and that, that, you know, we get, we had three, they had three points and we had the ball. So it should have ended 10 and three or whatever. Now against Colorado, Colorado, no, I know I mean, five minutes ago in the game, in the half, they had 58 total yards, zero points. And then your quarterback, you know, we drove it down there. He fumbled. We drove it down there again. We had the, the snap that hit the guy coming across. Most and then we hit the goal post. Mm-hmm. So I ain't putting this on the defense at all because the points you give up for half, all 13 were on Sims. You, know, you remember he ran out of bounds instead of going down, and they come back down and kick the field goal to go up 13 nothing. They saved the timeout. Yeah, no, Todd, the defense played out of their mind. The defense also got hit on third down, but it's all kind of residual, isn't it? And, Todd, thanks for the phone call, bud. Appreciate you well, tuning in. It's, it's residual, right? I mean, it is something that – X, Y, and Z happened because of a turnover, a moment on offense or something that doesn't help the defense or it's awful field position. Um, how many times can you go out there and, and keep Colorado at bay uh, in a sudden change situation? Uh, you keep gifting Colorado opportunities, they're going to take advantage because they're super talented. Stan, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, what side of the ball did you play on when you were at Nebraska? I didn't play. I never went to Nebraska to play football. No, okay, I was not saying it was somebody else. Anyway, if you – rule will not work out, I'll tell you right now. Um, 
the last line of coaches cannot coach the quarterback. Every time I can tell who's going to be his receiver because he looks right at him when he backs out of the huddle. I, I can come down and teach a quarterback to look off his receiver if they cannot do that. Stan, when but did you, you play, te- bud? You, 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 he has not looked off one receiver all year long, and I think Nebraska wants to go undefeated. The wrong um, way. And, and they will. I think they will because they're going to give every game away. They're not going to lose. They're giving games away. Yeah, it's it's not been good, Stan. There's well, clear... I'm just saying, if in the next week's game, I don't know where where rule sleeps, but how many quarterbacks look at their receiver backing out of the snap? I mean, lock on one, one. Jeff Sims last that's, year. That's before that, it was uh, the guy that went to Kansas was good. After he went to Kansas and knew not to look at his receiver. Nebraska has never coached a quarterback worth a damn since Osborne was there. You mean Zach Taylor wasn't worth a damn? Well, but it was, who coached him up? Jay Norvell, I think, was a quarterback's coach. No, but who was the head coach? It's Callahan. I think he had been coached by Osborne before. No, Callahan. not even close, dude. T.O. had been retired yeah, eight yeah, years ago. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for the phone call, Stan. Appreciate it. Stan's pissed. I mean, he has right to be. Absolutely. He has right to be. I think he's a little bit off base. Uh, I mean, you can look at Satterfield more than Rule in terms of coaching yeah, the Satterfield's getting the 1.4 to handle the quarterbacks and the offense. Mm-hmm. All right, 489-1240. We've got Coach McBride. What do you, you think Charlie busted his remote Saturday night or Saturday afternoon? No, I don't no. think he did. No, defense played well. No, I know, but part. but he still had to to watch. I mean, that he had to watch those turnovers. And he had to watch the defense get put in that position. We'll get to some emails. Get to more of your phone calls. Four eight nine twelve forty. As uh, we'll take more of your calls. We'll squeeze you in. And uh, yeah, Boulder and Nebraska. Uh, Buffs get to come to Lincoln a year from now. What will that look like? We'll wind down our one. Hail Varsity presented by Currency. And now. And now, back to Hail Varsity Radio. About 10 minutes away, Coach McBride joins us. It's Hail Varsity Radio presented by Currency. Let's get through the phone calls. George, get us kicked off here, bud. Uh, Eric first. Eric okay, first. sorry. Eric, thank you. Uh, Eric, George, Greg, hang on. And Eric, the uh, floor is yours. Go for it. Thanks for calling. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. What do you say? Good. So I just had a quick question, and it's kind of a realistic question. I do not foresee Nebraska ever winning another national title, but a conference title is a possibility. But at what point is it too much to ask for a winning record in a bowl game? It's not. I mean, it, I, I think you have enough talent to get there, but you got to manage and have that talent on the field and the talent that you have on the field can't be counterproductive. And that's, that's the, uh, the issue right now at hand when you look at the record. And that's the discussion point today around Jeff Sims is the fact that, that expectations are higher at a place like Nebraska and then at a place like Baylor. And that's why Husker fans struggle so much to see a guy that seems to be hurting your cause to go make a bowl game more than helping it. And Jeff Sims behind the quarterback continue to get trotted out there. 
All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Eric, thanks for the phone call. Uh, Greg next or George? Go to George first. George. Uh, George, thanks for calling. Go for it. Hey, I just wanted to uh, congratulate us on being the most spoiled, unrealistic fans I've ever seen in my life. This is game two of a team that just met each other basically this year, also just met their coaching staff this year. Our defense looks great. Yeah, our quarterback has has done more to hurt us than anything else, but offense takes more than a little bit of time to get all on the same page than the defense does. And the counterpoint to that argument, though, is that what we saw from Colorado on Saturday is a team that came together late, too. I know you had a couple of those guys playing together at Jackson State, but that's an offense that came together and and looks phenomenal. But here's the thing. Deion Sanders has been an NFL player. He's had more than enough money and connections to raise his son in every camp that he could possibly go to, talk to every pro who ever wanted to talk to him, yeah, that kid is going to be phenomenal. Um, Jeff Sims has shot us in the foot. There's no question on that. But for crying out loud, it's game two. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Good stuff. That, that was that was a guy saying, so pump the brakes a little bit here on just where where the uh, how how big the, the 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 fire is. Last call here to, for this hour. Yes, Greg. Greg, thanks for calling. Go for it. Yeah. Hey, appreciate show. Won't take much of your time. But uh, I don't I don't know why we're so infatuated with the shotgun. I think we're putting Sims in a tough spot. Our offensive line is horrible out of that formation, and I'd have a hard time concentrating on the snap, looking at the ball, and and not wondering what defensive lineman's coming through the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Get him under center. Got to take a peek. Run some bootlegs. Yeah. Get him in a better spot. No, I I you know the shotgun formation. Has uh, has been problematic uh, against Colorado with with catching the snap. And thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you tuning in four eight nine twelve forty. I think he was looking to run before he caught the snap. I think that was probably some quarterback designed draw or counter stuff earlier in the game than just the second half. That, Elijah, that's fundamental. No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not making an excuse. I'm telling you why it happened, and it's. Well, I can it's tell you why on all the turnovers, but it doesn't mean he's not turning the football over. No, I know. Do you? Th- let me ask you this, and we will ask Charlie because he's had to live the quarterback merry-go-round. Um, do you do you risk it in game three and making that change? Now you may have the answer for you if he's injured. Coach McBride's on the way. Hour two. Stick with us here on Hale Varsity.